Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome to episode number 20, woo, of Conversation. Oh my God, it is so, so warm. I know I complained about this on my last podcast episode, but it's still warm, guys. It's still really warm, which is why I am so grateful that when I recorded this episode, I got to sit outside in some beautiful nature. Ah, honestly, I came away from this episode feeling so zen. This beautiful lady who I'm about to talk to is the most calming influence, honestly. And she's a, she introduced me to something called, what were they? Tibetan kind of like brass bowls and they kind of vibrate at a frequency that's supposed to help your chakra. And oh my God, I actually just ordered one. That's how much I love them. And yeah, honestly, her voice as well is incredibly hypnotic. Many times through the episode, I found myself sat there with my head just gently rested on my hand looking at this beautiful lady's face and then she began to kind of wrap up what she was saying and I was like shit (laughs) I had to think of a question but yeah I hope she has the same effect on you if you're listening to this episode before bed it's going to make you so chill if you're listening to it anywhere else in life proceed with caution you might just fall into a daze and miss your train or god forbid don't listen to it while you're driving maybe just a word of warning but yeah, she's amazing. She's also go-go dancing at Disgrace on Friday. <gasps> if you're not going to our Bikini Beach Babe party on Friday, then what the fuck are you doing? Check it out, guys. Yeah, it's going to be wet and wild. Woo. Uh, right. Let's crack on. So the beautiful lady in question is the beautiful, hypnotic, snake-charming babe... Melanie Ivy. You may have seen her dancing with her snakes at Disgrace or on stage with Disgrace at Downer Festival, but she is a multi-dimensional queen. She is so fascinating. Honestly, like so many layers and so wonderful. You're going to love this. And if you learn a thing or two, then even better. This is one of the only episodes I've ever gone into, guys. And I've been like, I don't know fucking anything about what we're about to be talking about. So it was quite a it was quite a challenge for me as well. And it was actually 
so fucking interesting. As I keep saying, you're gonna love it and you're gonna feel so chill. Oh yeah, enjoy it, enjoy it. All right, let's crack on. So if you wanna be finding me on social media, guys, you can find me at Cats and Crows, K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. And if you're listening to this episode on Acast, there are lots of lovely little click-through links for you to learn more about. Um, so much to learn. Good God, so much. Have a read. So interesting. Really, really, really is. If you're not listening on Acast, then you are probably listening on Apple Podcasts. So, if you are, please, 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 leave me a lovely five-star rating. And if you have time... No pressure, no pressure at all. Leave me a little written review as well. All this does is it helps more people discover conversation and uh, spread the good word. Feminist good word. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. Without further ado, please welcome to episode 20, the beautiful Mel Ivy to conversation. When I was growing up, all my role models were male. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is conversation. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome to conversation. Today I'm sat in a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous back garden with a gorgeous, gorgeous lady. Um, we're actually surrounded by nature and it's very fitting for this episode. I think you're going to enjoy it. I know last episode was a bit deep, was a bit emotional. So this one I thought I'd make a little more light-hearted and happy and lovely. So please welcome my beautiful guest, Mel Ivy. Hi. Hey girl, how are you? Yeah, I'm excellent. It's amazing to be out in this weather, day off, and happy to share this experience with you. So. Yeah, thanks girl. Well, thank you for having me in your beautiful home. It's honestly so stunning. Do you find just you'd like being in nature oh yeah yeah 100 percent. especially as over the years i've uh, accrued more animal companions in my house i'm more connected to nature and maybe it's just my age as well but it makes me happier yeah <laughs> mel has so many animals i just met her um iguana uh, no a, chinese a, water dragon a water dragon yeah. he was gorgeous you have so many animals yeah. you're such a kind of like calm and naturey and spiritual person yeah thank you, you. yeah and um i seem to attract animals that seem to have those qualities as well like all of my snakes are super chilled out oh yeah, yeah. they really are yeah. you perform at disgrace with us sometimes with yes. some of your snakes don't you yeah. how do you find they react to that um they actually really enjoy it because they need exercise um they do and the thing about snakes is they're very different to all the animals that we're used to having so unlike say cats or dogs they're actually agrophobic so oh, they don't like open spaces. When they're in their vivariums, they will like find a little hide and they'll hide there, they'll go in their water bowl. But they do need exercise because out in nature they'll be climbing trees. Mm. So what better way than to exercise with their human? Oh, that's so cool. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm like their tree and so they <laughs> like the their stretch tree. <laughs> 
And um, the thing is, these aren't like wild snakes. These are domesticated. They've been bred in captivity. So from day one, since they've been born, they've been handled by, by humans. And so they enjoy the human interaction. They do. They do, yeah. I love that. Mel, the reason I really wanted to bring you on today to chat to you is because I find you such a calming influence. You're very in touch with your spirituality Mm. and I know you do a lot of your work around that as well. What kind of do you do for your job? Okay, so I'm a psychosynthesis counsellor. It's a type of therapy that uh, is similar to Freud's psychoanalysis. However, this is more spiritually inclined. It's holistic in its approach. Amazing. Yes, so... um, I trained in that and qualified, um, gosh, about 10 years ago now. And um, I really love it so much because the person who coined this term psychosynthesis, he was a student of Freud's. He was an Italian psychiatrist called Assagioli. Cool. And um, he went all around the world and exploring different cultures and different areas of wisdom and integrated it into Western ways of thinking. So he especially took from Buddhism. And that's something that I'm quite passionate about as well for sure yeah it for me it's the most scientific way of personal development because it's not about belief in a god yeah it's about how to alleviate suffering in our lives for our own training our mind yeah yeah i feel that way as well i i don't particularly follow or practice any kind of religion mm. but i i always take things from religions that are perhaps not the mainstream like satanism the kind of levee satanism mm. where mm. the god is yourself you like self-worship mm-hmm. and the birthday is kind of a celebration of self mm-hmm. i think that's way better for personal development well, of course. I mean, end of the day, um, Buddha himself, um, Buddha means enlightened one. That wasn't actually his name. Um, I've been to meditation events where they're having their rituals, or pujas, they call them. Yeah. And they're bowing down in front of a giant Buddha statue. My meditation teacher was explaining to me it's not the actual Buddha they're bowing down to. It's their own higher self, their own inner Buddha that they're surrendering to. Wow. Because at the end of the day, we can either go the path of our ego that our ego wants us to lead, to lead which is like, impulses and just doing whatever we please yeah no judgment but that's impulse management and then there's being higher self mm. which is where the buddha that's what he was trying to show so i love that yeah. what what kind of where did, where in your life were you when you kind of found this kind of like journey what started this journey towards well i've always been interested in it as a kid i was always analyzing my dreams and writing them down really i was always wanting to know why things were why people were acting the way they did i mean my parents did have they were renting homes for um, people with mental illnesses, so they had care homes. So I was surrounded by people with yeah. a variety of mental health issues. So naturally, One being, interesting way to grow up. Well, right, yeah. I mean, so I was always curious about, you know, mental health issues. I was surrounded by it, and curious about psychology and mythology. I mean, my background is Greek, and my dad was a very proud Greek. Oh wow! Yeah, they love to share stories about the, you know, culture and mythology. So. And um, both Freud and Sigmund Jung, they were very passionate about mythology because that existed before modern day psychology came about. Of course, yeah. They told about the archetypes and, you know, what's going on in our minds. Yeah. This is also interesting to me because I've actually, through my kind of own personal journey with my own mental health problems, I've started really getting into more of this kind of like holistic approach recently. Mm -hmm. And it is, I've been through lots of different types of therapy and... Mm -hmm. This is kind of the one that makes me feel most calm. Everything mm. else kind of like winds you up. It's got loads mm. of long jargony words and lots mm. of like medications and stuff like that. Mm. But I don't know. This really makes me feel at peace. Do you find most people when they come to you, they've tried other approaches before or they come straight to you because they think this is the best way? 
Um, some have and some haven't. Most yeah. actually, most have tried other approaches, whether it was because of NHS, they just put them with anyone. Mm. My friend actually, um, <laughs> NHS, I gave him for free a counsellor who said, the reason you're suffering is because you haven't turned to God. Oh my God, no kidding. are you serious? I, I'm not what joking. The hell? So... <laughs> <laughs> and it just shocks me how this is what they're providing to people who can't afford counsellors. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, and by the way, what you're saying about what makes you feel more calm, trust in your body's response because holism essentially is working with your body as well as your level of emotions and with how your mind works. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So if someone was to come to you and they had... I don't know, for example, just kind of like classic depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. What would be the process that you would take them through? Um, well, as with any client, I want to establish why they're here. So it will be going what they're presenting symptoms are and finding the underlying causes beneath it and what they really want and establishing that. Yeah. Now, people normally come to counselling because they... <laughs> They're seeking a corrective emotional experience. Often it's trauma that's happened in childhood, mm. perhaps even from parents, um, and we create defense mechanisms that save us in the time. But as we get older, we change our environments. They're no longer needed, and yet we're clinging onto them. Yeah. And that's causing suffering. Like when we feel stuck or stunted or just suffering, it's because we're resisting change. So that's essentially why someone's coming and a corrective emotional experience is getting the love from mother to have someone listening to them unconditionally yeah. and without judgment. And it's great talking to your friends, but because they know you, they've always got their two cents to put in. That's so true. I always find that. I've, I'm not a big opening up as it is, but if I do open up to my friends, I always come away with loads of ideas, but I don't necessarily come away feeling like I've worked through anything. Yeah. Yeah. You need yeah. somebody. I guess you do need that impartialist, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So... Today, do you find that helping other people helps yourself? Uh, yes. Yeah? Yeah. How so? Um, well, I've... You know how you just... Some people are just... They know they're healers or they know they're good at a certain thing. Like, yeah. as a teenager... I mean, I wanted to be like a dancer, which I am. I also wanted to be a counsellor. At the time, I wanted to be those people that you write to in magazines, like agony art type thing. Yeah. So I've always wanted to I do... I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't know, I just like helping people, but it's part of my own spiritual practice as well, really. Yeah. I mean, if you take the word spiritual out of it, what you put out, you give in, so you you receive. So by doing a good deed or, I mean, it's not a deed that exchanging money for my services, but nonetheless, helping someone to achieve the highest potential and to let go of their suffering yeah. is rewarding because their light shines more and if everyone's doing that, then change is going to happen. I love that. Mm. You must feel so achieved when you really help somebody and you see that kind of light bulb go off yeah, in their awesome mind oh, yeah. I love that do you ever find it hard though do you ever find you're taking away other people's problems with you when you leave um, the session I found it overwhelming at first see the course that I trained in it was very thorough in that we needed to have like 500 hours of giving counselling sessions and receiving That's it ourselves really good though yeah for sure so like good. if you want to train to be a counsellor like not only do you need to have your own counselling to see how it goes but you have to be careful that you're not projecting your own issues onto the client yeah and likewise when she's project or he is projecting onto you it's it, which is completely normal they're yeah. projecting like mother or father or in my case they're projecting daughter onto me and to not let that trigger your own stuff you need to have a clear head of course and that comes from knowing your mind really yeah so yeah so counselling I would say helps you make sense of why things are the way they are how mm. events in the past have shaped you who you are now <clears throat> 
And that's the feminine aspect. That's the love and forgiveness. But then I trained in coaching as well because coaching activates your will. It works with the here and now. So, okay, what is it you want to achieve? What's holding you back? Yeah. Now, normally it's stuff in the past that's holding you back, but it could just be one needs to sharpen their willpower. And that comes with coaching. So I trained in that as well. And I put the two together too makes for a fast process that's so great is there anything else that you want to train in at the moment is it an ongoing journey um i like to keep on with animal assisted therapy and that's something that's just naturally evolved through my work and through my dancing as well yeah um so i'd like to keep working with that i mean that i don't throw it onto my clients it's uh, <laughs> I, I let them know that it's an optional add-on because the thing is with what i focus on is building or helping the client build personal empowerment mm-hmm so yeah it's building up your willpower your inner strength your sense of self-esteem confidence yeah and you need so important yeah right you need this fire to break through the shit of the past let it go and you know be your superwoman or superhero whatever yeah i love that yes do you find i know obviously we hang out with a lot or i personally i hang out with a lot of girls i Mm -hmm. think through our jobs we just kind of like come into contact with Mm -hmm. a lot more feminine people Mm -hmm. do you find um more people people seek out your services are more feminine yeah. not necessarily female but feminine because it's, it's I guess the public perception of it is it's quite like airy fairy and like holistic and lovely which is wonderful mm-hmm. but do you find it's that kind of people that seek you out more or is it quite a mix yeah um, I do get men seeking me out more but it tends to be more for my coaching stuff okay I, I think also there's a bit of taboo with men seeking out counselling yeah. so it seems like to say you need coaching is somewhat more socially acceptable so that's so true that could yeah. be an issue there as well but generally it tends to be women and it's been like that since I started my counselling training and specifically I've attracted women who have experienced a lot of trauma a lot of abuse in the past right. and are seeking just personal power and that's what's inspired me really because that was who I was taking on and I'm like you know what this is actually I feel like I'm really helping and I'm getting stronger within myself you're helping them as well yeah and then tattoos and snakes are just like icing on the cake <laughs> <laughs> you do do a lot of cool jobs don't you I do how's, yes. your, how's your belly dancing career oh I love it yeah I love dancing how did you get into that um I've been dancing all my life yeah just different types of dancing but belly dancing I started after I left uni um was my brother's mate actually her name is Chantelle she uh-huh. uh, started a belly dancing class in my hometown awesome and I just got hooked on it we formed a belly dancing group and then a few years later it was interesting because like I kind of like when you learn something you can hit a plateau that that happened with me mm-hmm. and I wanted to push myself to perform but I'm such a perfectionist <laughs> and I was just like I'll do one I was like, I was so crap and it ruined my confidence oh, and no. I just stopped dancing and it got to a point where there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. I just stopped completely. That's so sad. Anyway, so it was a Croydon Tattoo Convention, and um, my friend was running it, and he wanted a performer, and yeah. said, do you know any belly dancers? And I'm like, I'm not confident to do it enough yet, but I'll bring my mate Chantelle, and she's got a snake. She just started dancing with snakes. Amazing. So she came, and I first interacted with a snake. I'm like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? <laughs> really? That was literally just the moment. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I just started dancing again, and I joined a group again, and I got a snake as well. And then it just evolved from that, what was that, four years ago. Wow. Do you think yeah. the snake really helped you kind of break through with that confidence? Yes. Yeah? 100%. Aww. Yeah. I can't explain it, but... I mean, how I was with my first snake, I was naturally quite nervous. I mean, I was never scared of snakes, but I'd never had one. So right. I'm like, they're quite different. You don't really, yeah. in school, I guess you kind of get an idea of how to look after a dog or a cat, but never do you really interact with snakes at all. Exactly. I mean, I would need my friend to be in the room if I had her just on my shoulders. Yeah. You know, you see me perform with them wrapped around my neck. Mm. So you can imagine at the beginning, I was scared. <laughs> But the thing is, is like with any animal that they need to trust you and you need to trust them. So true. So after a while, I ended up just surrendering and just like trusting and it was fine. Yeah. It was Shiva was my first snake. She, uh, she's helped a lot of people actually. Um, Two people have overcome phobias with her. Wow. One person, she was dealing with um, uh, trauma after having a miscarriage. Oh, that's so sad. Was dancing with her. I showed her how to dance with her a bit and a few months later she was pregnant again. (gasps) Oh. Oh my god! Yeah, no what? kidding. Actual true story. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Wow. There must be a real affinity there between you and your snakes. You're kind of like channeling your energy through the snakes to help these people. I'm. I don't know. I think maybe they they themselves are powerful conduits yeah. of energy. Um, I didn't. I mean, all animals are very powerful creatures, but there's something about snakes where when you hold them physically, they vibrate and you feel it, and yeah. it's very. It's a very sensual and. Um, invigorating experience yeah yeah and I've noticed that people who respond best to my snakes they seek me out naturally whether it's life circumstances that bring people into my life really yeah so you just kind of like meet people and you're like they kind of get that vibe yeah I love that that's so cool well that's why I don't need to I don't promote like my my counseling online anymore because synchronicity is just bringing people in who need it really yeah that's so fantastic that must be such a confirmation that you're obviously on the right path. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love that. You're obviously a very, as I said earlier, very calm, very spiritual person. What does, like, spirituality mean to you? I mean, for me, spirituality means connection to everyone and everything. That everything that is happening within is happening without. Yeah. That there is no separation. Um, I've never been one to believe in a god or many gods, uh, I've always been more scientifically minded. Okay. And for me, that is everything is energy. Yes. Anything you put under a microscope is just atoms. And what is that? It's just space. Mm. We're just energy vibrating at, well, it's different frequencies. So everything looks separate. 
So I say this because I believe that if we are everything, then we are God ourselves. Yeah. We, we have that potential within us. Um, I like the idea of becoming your higher self. And this is what they talk about in my style of counseling. Being your higher self, it's known around different cultures around time as like Christ self, Buddha self. Um, and this is the aspect of us that is what we're growing towards, our highest potential. Yeah. So for me, a spiritual practice is remembering every day to be my higher self, really, yeah. to live my truth, to speak my truth. So whatever you want out in the world, if you want more love and compassion coming your way to yourself focus on love and compassion. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Do you think humanity as a whole is kind of disconnected from this idea? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I'm, I'm a quite an avid historian and it's my snakes that have got me researching it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so naturally I just became more curious about the history and mythology about snakes. Okay. And since, well, for, since all pagan religions were essentially serpent worshippers. Yeah. In every single place around the world, they worshipped the snake. They revered it, they saw it as very powerful. It wasn't this evil thing. Yeah, isn't it that, that picture of the snake grabbing its own tail? Is that yeah, Uroboros. Yeah. yeah, so that's a symbol of... Um, with eternity uh-huh. because of the snake of the way it is that it's constantly shedding self-transformation and it's always been known that snakes are very divine cosmic beings that are full of energy powerful for yeah. things like healing and regeneration now what's interesting is that since Moses' time so when the Old Testament was you know created when the Judaism came about mm-hmm. from then onwards that's when the snake was associated with sin and Satan oh. before that it wasn't so bizarre how it suddenly yeah. turned like that. Funny yeah, funny that. that. <laughs> and interestingly as well is that when that happened, when snakes are seen, seen as just pure evil, also the divine feminine principle has also been squashed. Mm. So, okay, so in ancient Greece, I mean, it was still a bit sexist back then, don't get me wrong, it yeah. wasn't utopia. However, they did recognise goddesses and that they were powerful yep. spiritual beings and for true spiritual growth one needs to balance both the feminine and masculine principle of course balance everything is balanced now monotheism starting with Judaism and Christianity and so forth they've uh, squashed it down yeah so and and the, have you heard of Kundalini I have not no okay so in Hinduism um, the idea of our life force energy uh-huh. which is what snake represents so yeah. they see it as a Kundalini as a snake wrapped in a coil at the base of your spine okay and it's dormant now this is a metaphor for a true potential and that it needs to be activated needs to be woken up and when it does that's when it goes through all the chakras and you have spiritual awakening and you awaken to who you are (gasps) i love that right so the snake then represents wisdom spiritual learning and everything and the thing about kundalini is sexual energy it's libido yeah now they don't talk about sexual energy (laughs) very bad yeah well isn't it interesting they're suppressing the feminine wisdom yeah making snakes about sin and saying sex is sin as well Mm, it's funny how they're using it as like a tool to suppress us or oppress us however now because of technology and this is why i fucking love the internet yeah and social media as well because now we can all learn we there's nothing is hidden anymore all information is out there Mm -hmm. i mean we're grateful to live in a place we can access everyone on the internet yeah yeah. thankfully right so people are are they're learning they're waking up now everything is out there so people are discovering it now i love that yeah it's so much better because you would think automatically somebody who lives quite a holistic life Mm. would shun social media or shun the internet you seem quite the opposite. 
No, it's a great tool. Yeah. I mean, like with anything, you can abuse it, can't you? Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Literally anything. <laughs> anything. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of people that come to you for therapy, etc., do you think social media and the internet and the kind of information age has mm-hmm. really heightened their trauma or whatever's causing them pain? What, by using social media? Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people I've spoken to about mental health, mm-hmm. social media has been quite a core part or at least just the internet mm-hmm. or always being attached to your phone is quite a core part mm-hmm. of what's going on or mm-hmm. what's going wrong mm-hmm. do you think do you think that's a do you think that's true yeah well of course i mean it's a when you get down to it it's a, an attachment to an identity that we want to make it real but i mean for me my belief is that there is no self i mean we're yeah. all just consciousness and will if there is no everything else is just thoughts that we we own dramas that we create in our life and then we'll seek out to confirm it so long way sorry I'm kind of rambling no I love it (laughs) (laughs) this happens sometimes no please do so okay so we have a I say I want to create an Instagram account yeah and I'm like okay this is my dancer my name is Melanie Ivy and I want to get so many likes build up my business and then I get attached to it I get attached to how it feels to be recognized have the likes to have the positive completely compliments and then the danger of course is that where we put our attention our energy follows so then if we're constantly thinking about it then that becomes our reality and then say if we get we don't get as many likes as we want we get negative criticism you know we get trolls yeah and for if you already don't have a strong stable sense of self and you don't have the healthy level of self-esteem yeah then yeah it's gonna really fuck things up yeah so it really does start with a sense of self of course it's just kind of amplifying it yeah oh yeah that is the world isn't it let's talk about something cheerier let's talk about your animals okay go for it what kind of animals do you have i have six snakes um six i had six. Had six yeah um i never would have thought i'd have six snakes i, I was happy with one <laughs> and then i got a, my second one ghost because i wanted like a bigger snake to dance with and then Oh, it all just kicked off from there, really. Half of them are rescued or adopted now. That's so good. Yeah, I I don't buy them anymore. They, I home, I rehome them. Yeah. I'm at my limit, though, so if anyone's listening and wants me to rehome, <laughs> no, please, no. Do you think that the animals kind of find you I in that kind so. of journey? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And they all have their own individual personalities. It's fantastic. Um, my boa constrictors, Khaleesi and Jogo, they love to dance more than the others. Like, if you get, they tap on the window when they want to play, and you get really? them out, they'll naturally wrap themselves around me or my friend who's holding them. Yeah, I've noticed that when you're dancing. Yeah, they, they enjoy it. Um, so I have my smaller ones as well, who are just a bit more derpy and like to like, socialise <laughs> with the other snakes. Aww. I have one who I tend to just use more for workshops because that was Shiva. Yeah. I don't really use her for dancing so much. Um, and I've recently uh, rehomed two ball pythons. Oh, amazing. And one of them's got smiley faces on them. <laughs> no, you're going to have to show me that. <laughs> I have to see that. Yeah, so, and then, yeah, I'm Reggie, my Chinese water dragon. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Do you find, do people come to your home for your therapy or just, do they go, do you go to a place? Um, so I rent a room, okay. but with any client that you know i've built trust in because at the end of the day you know i still got to be careful yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, i can invite them to my home if they're requesting animal therapy Mm. Um, because also in my home i have a cat and she's actually given some sessions as well really yeah i have a siamese cat who very much loves humans and loves attention and to be petted oh so i mean you have a cat as well you know how 
therapeutic it is to have a cat. So therapeutic. I've read somewhere even that the the purrs, the vibration of the purrs, actually like aids with healing and yes. stuff like that. Yes, you're absolutely right. They're so animals are just so great. I think, obviously, don't get an animal if you can't look afford to look after it or give it the time. But I think. Mm. Everyone would benefit having pets. Well, this is... Um, I also teach workshops. And um, and that, for me, is a way for people who've never interacted with a snake and don't want to commit to buying one. Mm. They can come and they can learn about um, the mythology of snakes and what we're talking about, repression of divine feminine. Yes. And can hold them and can just dance about with them as well. So get a taste for what it's like. So Without the commitment. Exactly. I'm happy for people to come and meet them. If it means that I, the last thing I want is for someone to buy a snake and yeah. think, hey, I'm going to dance with it. And the snake doesn't want to dance. You lose interest. And then and then the poor snake gets lost interest in. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, that's the last thing I want. So, yeah, I'm, I have workshops in my house specifically for that. You're such a giving person, Mal. You really Thank are. You. Yeah. Have, you always, have you always found it to be this way? Were your parents this way as well? Um... No, I'm very much the black sheep in my family. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, they're amazing people in the, the way they are, but we're very different. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what pushed you into it. I think, think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. You're such a great person to have a conversation with. Thank this you. This is so different to any other podcast I've had. Like, I've had so many interesting women on my podcast, but you're the first person that's really known a lot about your subject, and I've had absolutely no idea about it at all. It's the power of the snakes. <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. Honestly, I can keep talking about it. No, please do. Like... Do you have anything, if if you could tell the world something about what you do, your jobs and your mm-hmm. snakes, that you don't think they would already know, what would it be? I guess to sum up, to, to connect everything that we've been talking about now, mm. I've always been seeking a way in the last 10 years to combine both my dancing and my love for psychology and counselling. And I've always kept them separate, and the snakes have actually been the common factor that made me realise that the theme in all of this is female empowerment. Yeah. And um, my own personal journey where I had low self-esteem and low confidence, and the thing about wanting to help others is that you can let people walk over you if you don't have boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't really have boundaries back then, so... Um, my own personal experience of figuring out through the counselling and then coaching about how to build up my own inner power mm. to believe in myself, to get my my voice heard, yeah. and to do what I love, and to and the biggest one for me to let go of people thinking about me. Mm. And that actually helped getting visible tattoos. I wonder if you can relate to that as well. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, and um, and then the snakes, like I say, were icing on the cake. In that, it's something I can't explain, but when you hold them and interact with them it's very empowering and it's easier to let go of stuff and it gives you this sense of motivation to crack on with things yeah i've i procrastinate a lot less since i've had snakes really i can't explain it that's so interesting because yeah. i am an absolute procrastinator I like ruminating until the cows come home it's so bad isn't it do you think that's um do you think that's more of a feminine thing kind of procrastination or do you think men do it as well they just don't talk about it I the latter yeah does it yeah maybe they're just too proud to admit it yeah (laughs) I think so it it seems to keep coming back around to the female empowerment thing Mm -hmm. do you think men can benefit from female empowerment too yep because end of the day we all have those energies of ourselves we have the masculine and the the feminine Mm -hmm. and so what religion has done for the last thousands of years has 
we're now emerging from is both the feminine and the masculine mm. to be respected. So if we see the masculine representing will yeah. and the feminine representing love, so societies where the feminine's been really repressed and it's just too much willpower, that's when we get war and you know control, domination, yeah. colonizing. When it's completely female but not masculine, it's too much love, then nothing actually gets done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we need a healthy balance of both. So I welcome men to come to my workshops to work with this, um, and it would just be an in, their own inner experience what it's like to have the yeah. healthy feminine in them, which would be a good thing. I mean, hundred percent. Well, often with men who have developed, you know, oh well, I can't speak for all men that have mental health issues, but yeah. say a lot of the time it's they didn't have the right relationship with their mother. Yeah. And so to, for them to seek it within themselves, so their own inner love and to get that relationship, sometimes things like this can be a bit good tool. I think that's so true, dude. Yeah. Hugely. Yeah. I think it's really important. What, what do you think we need to do in the world to bring this more to the kind of like forefront of people's thinking? Because a lot of people, they, uh, the world is starting to get better with getting therapy, mm-hmm, talking about etc. like that. Mm-hmm. But how do you think or what can we do to kind of bring what you know to the front of other people's minds what steps do we take to take um just living your life how yeah. you want it to be yeah. so doing walking the walk not just talking the talk yeah that applies to all of us so naturally in your own daily life people will be inspired mm. and you'll naturally inspire them. it's like dropping um something into a pond and have that ripple effect yeah. you're constantly creating that ripple effect every moment of your life and you're interacting with people so I would say the biggest thing that any of us can do is to work on ourselves okay and by doing that then all of us are expanding and it's a it's a synergy thing that when we're all doing it the yeah. energy is raised and that's when change is going to happen I yeah I think that's really that's actually my favorite answer I always ask that question to people when I speak to them how are we going to do this and that was the least kind of like pressuring answer. Everyone yeah. else is like, we have to do this. And we have to get up and do this, which is great. And we need that. Oh, we do. But yeah. a lot of the time it's like, oh, oh God, I'm not doing enough. Or have I been feminist mm. enough today? Or have <laughs> I? But I, I really like that. That's really nice and chill. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, um, when we're focusing on our personal growth and just being a better person, our own morals emerge and that's our own guide. Intuition should be our own guide. Yeah. We listen to intuition most when we know how to clear and calm our mind. So I would say the first thing to do is like become mindful of your daily thoughts. Mm. See if that's shaping the reality that you don't you want or you don't want, and then yeah, that's mindfulness it. is becoming a big thing lately, isn't yes. it? It's going, do you think it's good? Is that a good development? It is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes when things become trendy, it does piss me off a bit. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a good thing. No, it's good. the more that it's accessible. I mean, my brother's like got books on mindfulness now, and I was like, I never thought that would happen. Really? So yeah, it's a good thing. Really, that's so great. <laughs> so we are waking up a little bit. Of course. Well, yeah. is, would you say it was waking up, or are we just kind of going back to where, where we learned all this stuff initially before organized oh. religion? Oh, yeah, relearning, rediscovering. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I yeah. think that's really important. Mel, thank you so much. I've had such a good cra- could bleh, chat with you today. <laughs> it's and been I feel, my pleasure. No, I feel so chill out here in this yeah. wonderful nature of it too. This yeah, is definitely awesome. the most different podcast episode I've ever recorded. Happy to be a part of it. Have you got anything that you want to plug that's coming up for you? Hmm. Well, I have on the Friday a bit of go-go dancing. Yeah, that was so much fun. Oh yeah, on my days, it's like 
It's the closest I'll ever get to feel like Corey Taylor on stage. <laughs> they were playing, what was it? Anna was playing uh, Slipknot, and I just went nuts in the crowd. Yes, girl. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so happy that you're part of our team. Obviously, you came on board um, a disgrace to do belly dancing with the mm. snake, and then to have you go go dance at download too was such an amazing experience. Yeah. Like I had so much positive feedback about you. Oh, I really you. did. It was so amazing. Well, this is why I love dancing with you girls because you fit in exactly with like not just my work in other aspects with my coaching counseling yeah about female empowerment but just my own like life i just i love being around and surrounded by strong women oh <laughs> don't you're making me blush yeah. thank you so Keep much doing what you're doing ah and you too girl how would somebody go about um accessing your services if they feel like they need them so best way to do just be contact me on social media okay. um on my instagram on my facebook there are links to my website you can just drop me a message there as well amazing yeah. I think I might have to get in contact with you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I just need to come around and play with the snakes just often. come play with my snakes amazing man. I want to see them honestly I think they do the work and I just facilitate it <laughs> <laughs> it's all about guidance and stuff huh yes. everything works in a in a nice little synergy yeah well end of the day I'm a mirror for you so yeah well, we all are. we're all mirrors for each other damn right girl what a mm. bombshell to end on thank, thank you, you so much Mal thank all you right. alright guys thank you so much for tuning in Mwah. see ya see ya Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.